Good morning, everyone. Um, a lot of, obviously, every morning I say there's so much to talk about. As we sit in the office and prep for the show, there's more we leave out than we put in sometimes because it just seems like there is so much flying at us. Uh, we have been talking a lot about the economy, the argument about recession, the argument about a depression, which I don't think is going to happen, but recession is definitely going to happen in the minds of some. The stock market having a horrible, horrible morning, and the week it's been pretty terrible as well. And so, you know, we are looking at what's happening right now. The Dow is down just under, just over 300 points. It's sitting at 30,652. Um, so it's been a rough week on Wall Street. And that is in response to what investors are worried about in our economy. Uh, with the interest rates going up, they're worried about a housing crunch. I have in front of me stories, the areas uh, around the country that are most likely to have a uh, cooling off or a downturn in the housing market. But I want you to hear just a little bit of this report about mortgages and, and potential uh, home buyers. If you were looking to lock in a mortgage at this time last year, you were likely looking at a rate of under 3%, and now it's over 6 So what's driving this surge? In part, it's a result of the Federal Reserve's aggressive push to tamp down inflation by hiking interest rates. This has effectively cooled off a housing market that has been red hot for years now. Many potential home buyers are getting pushed out of the market because higher rates can mean hundreds of dollars or more in monthly mortgage payments. So that's where this is the rub uh, when, when it comes to mortgages, because I would say 6% is still not um, is not that big of a deal in the sense of where it's been in the past. So we're not setting records here. It's like when gas prices go up, nobody likes it. But we're not, you know, when we start talking in the future about gas prices, we will go back to 2020 and 2021 and we will say those were high gas prices. In the 1970s, mortgage rates, when I was a little boy, mortgage rates were somewhere like 20%. It was like credit card rates for mortgages back Back then, I have a friend who's a little bit older than me that we were just talking about this at dinner the other night. And he was telling me about his mortgage rate on his first house. So perspective does matter. And 6% obviously is double 3%. But the rub for home buyers is this. They've been priced out of the market because prices were going up so fast. They couldn't afford the down payments and it was going to be very difficult to get there. Well, now you're seeing that housing prices may have cooled off a little bit. But now what's pricing them out of the market is you've got to factor in that payment. When they, you know, when, when they look at your credit score, it's not just your credit score. It's your debt-to-income ratio. How much in their calculator, whatever that system they use is, how, what is your ability to pay the mortgage you're asking for? Then they want to be very confident that you're going to be able to pay. So uh, that's where they're now finding themselves in trouble because if you're adding hundreds of dollars, you're qualifying for less home. This is an issue that's going to continue because mortgage rates continue to climb. And uh, this is uh, this is um, Andrew Deinbert from from ABC News. It just got more expensive to buy a house in the U.S. The average mortgage rate climbing over 6% for the first time since the housing crash of 2008. Freddie Mac reports the 30-year rate rose to 6.02% from 5.8% just last week. And the long-term average has more than doubled from a year ago. So the World Bank is warning of a global recession next year if the central banks lift interest rates too high. So now what's happening, and I've talked about this so many times, the complaints, when everybody talks about it just being overtly political, you're a Republican, you hate the Democrat president, you don't like the – it's not about that. It really isn't. I admit my political bias. I would not be in favor of these policies if things were going going well. I, I don't like the I, – I am not an advocate for the policies of the Democratic Party. 
the platform. I am an advocate for the Republican Party. But when you look just at results and what's working and what isn't and why it is or isn't working, you look at what's happening with the American economy. This administration, it isn't just the president, but the president puts people in place to make decisions and to give advice. And then, well, I say I should say give advice and ultimately then he'll make the decision on many things. But there are some things the Fed has to act, you know, and they didn't. This administration told the entire world that what we had was transitional inflation, transitory inflation, and it was going to spike a little bit and then drop back down. And they were warned by experts. They were warned over and over and over again. And I will say for, you know, America votes with its wallet that they did not want to go down the road of recession. They've even gone as far as redefining recession. They've done this and saying that we're not technically, we're not re- and redefining what a classic example or, or definition of recession is. It was overtly political. Well, we've gotten to a point now where you can no longer hide it. You can no longer talk around it. They have to address it. They have to address the idea that the world, certainly the United States, but the world may be headed for a recession. Why? They didn't act soon enough. And by not acting soon enough, now they've got to take more drastic measures. We may see a rate increase from the Fed that will be the highest rate increase in 40 years. That is going to damage a lot of people and where it's going to start hurting the average person. You may not be borrowing money. You may not have credit cards. This may not be something that affects you in that way. But it's going to affect your ability to work at some point because a recession means we are retreating in our economy. And when the economy retreats, layoff happens. Layoffs happen. And that's a major concern. But on this list of places where uh, the people are at risk, the 50 counties most at risk, nine are in around New York City, six are in the Chicago metropolitan area, 13 are in California. These are these counties have the highest level of unaffordable housing, underwater mortgages, foreclosures, unemployment. In contrast to counties at risk, um, concentrated in the south and Midwest, apart from Chicago, have lower such levels. So now let's shift to local politics and local policy. The policies in Arizona have shown themselves to work. Now, there, there is going to be an argument between Republicans and Democrats all the time and should be. This, uh, this is when the two-party system works, this is how it works. They argue about how the money that the government takes in will be spent. They argue about how we are going to spend those taxpayer dollars in our communities, uh, public safety, education, prisons, prison reform. You know, where does the money land? But what we've not done for a long time is tell anybody no, that nobody's ideology loses. We've been borrowing money at the federal level for so long. We are in so much debt because everybody gets told yes. The defense gets what they want. Welfare gets what they want. Everybody gets told yes. The education department gets what they want. So here in the state of Arizona, we have been spending tons of money on education, so much so, and we're going to get into this later, so much so that uh, we are violating a 1980s law that was put in by a ballot measure that says you can't have over 50 percent of your state budget be in education, and there are people screaming that that's not enough. But what we've done in the state of Arizona, if we have lowered taxes, we've lowered taxes for everybody. 
and we have made it a more business-friendly place where businesses can keep more of their profits, which is why they're coming here. We are seeing industry has come to Arizona. I say it's coming because it still is, but we also have to acknowledge it's come to Arizona. I was in Mesa last night at a at a um, school board candidate forum, which was fantastic, and I w- it was put on by the Chamber of Commerce in in Mesa. And uh, what they've done in Mesa, like they've done in many other places, is what I've been bragging about and talking about forever, which is intentional growth, which is we are not just going to lower taxes and invite people here. What we are going to do is we want to entice high-paying jobs to our community. And if you look at the tech world and how it's exploded in Mesa, you're talking about higher-paying jobs on average. When you have people that are making more money, they want to live close to work, which means you are building more higher-end houses. They're by virtue of that paying more money in property taxes. They are paying more money in income taxes. They are spending more money on higher end goods in your city. And it drives up revenue in that way instead of these very high percentage taxes that drive people away from your cities and towns. The state of Arizona has done the same thing. We have driven down taxes for businesses and for individuals, and we have watched a surplus in our budget. So when you take away the politics of things and you look at what works, this is working in Arizona and it's working in Texas and it's working in Florida and it's working in Nevada. And what's not working? The very high stifling taxation of private citizens, not just from the federal level, but state and local taxes in places like Chicago, Illinois, uh, counties all around New York, all in California, around the L.A. area, northern California. So what's working and what isn't? That's the issue here. What works and what doesn't? And in the end, I'm going to stand by my principles. You're going to stand by your principles. We know what we believe in as far as how much government involvement should be in people's lives. But when you look at the economy, economic strength of some of the places, and it's not a 100% gain. I mean, it's not nothing is 100%. But when you look at what's working and what isn't, lower taxes on individuals and businesses makes an economy thrive, and it also drives up revenue into the local and state coffers. By broadening that tax base and the I, the old idea, which I may go into again because I've talked about it before, the old idea that it's us versus them, that it's rich versus poor, it's the proletariat versus the bourgeoisie, and it is the government standing in the middle protecting the proletariat from the bourgeoisie. If it weren't for the government helping you, these people would overpower you is such an old, tired argument when you look at what works and what doesn't for everyone. If you stop being, not you personally, but if people stop being jealous of what the boss makes and take a look at the fact that you're going to make more, that's what you should care about. I don't care what my boss drives. I care what I drive. I want my job to be secure. I want to feel as if I'm being paid a fair wage for the job I'm doing. And if you want to spend your time pointing the finger at someone else, then you're going to be angry. And that's when these these policies come from. We're going to talk about... Uh, Immigration in a moment. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, wants the Department of Justice to consider kidnapping charges for the governors of Arizona, Texas, and Florida. We'll tell you about it in just one moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Hey, happy Friday from the Mike Broomhead Show. 
I don't know if this is going to make you laugh or cry. I'm not sure which. I've done both. I've been doing both all morning. We've been talking about immigration for a long time now, and it seems to be ramping up as uh, Republican governors kind of caught on to something that they thought might get the attention of people across the country. And if that was the goal, mission accomplished. So we now know that they have bussed people into New York City, to Washington, D.C., Chicago, out in front of the vice president's home, and now Martha's Vineyard. So I had two comments. We will start with the press secretary for the White House. Karine Jean-Pierre had this to say about the White House and what they're doing about illegal immigration. As we have said repeatedly, there's a process in place. Uh, We have had a process in place. There's a legal way of doing this for managing migrants. Republican governors interfering in that process and using migrants as political pawns is shameful, is reckless, and just plain wrong. Okay, so there's a process. I want you guys to rest assured, rest easy, knowing they have a process. If you don't believe them, If you don't believe what the press secretary is saying, here's what the president said. We have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. Republican (laughs) officials should not interfere with that process by waging these political stunts. So we have this thing in the studio, and every studio has them. It's called a dump button. And what the dump button does is if you say something inappropriate on the air, if a guest says something inappropriate on the air, you can dump it so that you won't hear it in the listening audience. Comments like that are why we have a dump button in this studio. I just want to tell you, um, I've never cursed on the air. Uh, But this could make me. Uh, Are you kidding? We have a plan in place to make it orderly and safe and humane. Are there three words that would be less related to what's happening at the southern border of the United States than orderly, safe and humane? It is a disaster, which is why these governors are doing what they're doing. Now, having conversations with people that don't like what's happening, I get it. I understand. Here's where my problem lies. Your outrage is misdirected. Your outrage that Republican governors that are busing and flying people across the country, using them as pawns. Okay, let's say you're justified in that anger. Where have you been for the last two years when two million people have crossed our border? uh, We've chronicled the stories. Uh, And this is the part that's not funny. Every single woman that crosses the border illegally when they're brought in by the cartels in the groups of people that are herded across the border, women carry the morning after pill. They have these makeshift, I say convenience stores. They have makeshift stores where people can buy supplies that they believe they're going to need, food and water, to get the rest of the way across the border. And many of them spend the last few dollars they have to survive that crossing. One of the things that's provided and almost every woman takes or brings is the morning after pill because they are all told the expectation is you will be sexually assaulted at least once on this journey. There's nothing to laugh about there. There's nothing safe. There's nothing humane. And there's nothing orderly about that. It's been going on forever. This is the problem. The stories of the Texas ranchers last week that are, you know, they're riding their land with their kids and they're finding bodies. 
ranchers saying, my kids shouldn't have to see this. They're putting bars in, on their doors and they're sleeping with guns under their pillows. They're relocating their wives and children to other locations because their property isn't safe. One rancher has a full-time employee. All that employee does is clean up trash and repair fences on his land. And the president of the United States gets indignant and talks about Republican governors interfering. I don't believe, I'll be honest with you, I certainly, maybe not Ron DeSantis DeSantis because they're not a border state, except they have such a huge influx of Cubans on their shores now. It is a 90-mile trip from, from Cuba to Key West, Florida. When I lived in southwest Florida, I, as the crow flies, I lived closer to Havana than I did to Atlanta. So they are seeing a huge influx as well. But certainly the governors of Arizona and Texas feel as if they had no other choice but to have the country start talking about what's happening. And if nothing else, that's exactly what's happening here. If you've got anger toward the Republican governors for what they're doing to these people, how can you not have at a minimum the same kind of anger for what our president is allowing to happen at the southern border to those very same people? This is a Republican-Democrat fight. It's right versus left, not right versus wrong. And that's where the problem lies. That's why I'm frustrated. That's why I get angry. But at least now we're starting to talk about it. Now let's see if we can get them to do something about it. Now they're saying they have a process. They both use the word process. What is it? What is it? Because it's not working. In a moment, Gatos joins me. It's the VQ poll question of the day, so stick around for it. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, happy Friday, Gatos. Oh, fantastic Friday. Yes. Oh, Robert Sarver. Big news, right? Yeah. That was a big question we all had was, will it will sponsors start jumping ship and will that cause something to happen if, if they do? And, man, PayPal is a huge sponsor of the Suns, and them jumping out is a big story. You know, I think it's interesting, Mike. Um, I, I thought uh, it was a slap on the wrist for Sarver. He gets a year suspension, which we all know is bogus. Uh, and when I say bogus, he's still going to make decisions for the Suns. Even though he's banned from the team, he's still the guy that's going to make all the decisions. They just have to be careful about how they do it. And $10 million is like $10 to you and I. Yeah, isn't right? that interesting? I, we were doing the math on that. For, yeah. you know, I can't even imagine having $10 million, but to him, $10 million is like you and I getting like a $150 traffic ticket. Yeah, that's it. Annoying, that's but it. it doesn't damage the bank account no, too much. No, no. So it was a slap on the wrist. And yeah. I'm like, wow, he's. It's interesting to see what happens. Are fans going to turn? Are there women out there who say, you know what? I'm not going to go to the games. I love the Suns. I'm not going to go to the games because he treats women poorly. Yeah, the other thing is I, I, I asked the question on the air yesterday. Now that Chris Paul has spoken out, yeah. will it be tough for the Phoenix Suns to get free agents that want to come here if Robert Sauber comes back? Will it be harder to get people like Chris Paul to renew contracts or Devin Booker? Are they going to start saying, I don't want to play for this franchise as long as he's in charge? That's another one that could get him. Yeah, and then there was uh, one of the owners last night who said uh, Sarver should step down, and yeah. then today you get PayPal. So I think at the beginning, Sarver was looking at this at the beginning of the week. He's like, yep. yeah, I'm in good shape. Yep. They really didn't do much to me. I $10 million here. It's sitting on my it's sitting on my counter. Yep. Here you go. Uh, here, here's 11. I don't even need that. Yep. And now it's starting to look like there's pressure. So we'll see. Yep. I got 30 seconds for the question. 
Yes, new phenomenon, Mike. It's called inflation fighting. Couples are arguing at the grocery store yes. about what products they really need. Are you see? Are you having this argument? Yes or no? Not so, me. Not not me. I've been banned from ever going to a grocery store with my wife. We did it one time ten years ago. She said that's enough. I've been banned by women, so I don't have to argue about. <laughs> that's because you have members only jacket. Dang right. And looking good, my friend. <laughs> thanks, Gatos. All right, thanks, man. All right, the big Q poll question today brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Coming up after 9 o'clock, we are going to talk about the Phoenix Suns, Robert Sarver, and the bombshell that was just dropped from PayPal, maybe dropping their sponsorship. All that's coming up in the next hour. Stick around for it.